Hello and welcome to episode 588 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Tuesday prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death. O Mary, how shall I die? Even now that I think of my sins and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice, what will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death, obtain me great sorrow for my sins, thorough amendment and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that it may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved son on my lips. Nay, more, my lady, but forgive my boldness. Before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor, but I am thy servant, love thee, and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven, that I may leave this life loving God in thee to love thee eternally in paradise. Today and over the next few days, I wanted to take a look at a bit of a retrospective from Dr. Taylor Marshall. This is from back in 2012, talking about his conversion story. And this is entitled Becoming Catholic in My Heart. And these were posted at calledtocommunion.com and also uh, on Dr. Marshall's website. So this is part one of Becoming Catholic. Dr. Marshall wrote, This week is the week of Christian unity. I hope to daily write a brief post about key moments in my journey that pushes me, that push me over the edge. And for those of you who don't know, Dr. Taylor Marshall is the eminent Catholic theologian from the great state of Texas, a convert to the faith. Uh, He has a very popular YouTube channel. I highly recommend for those of you who are Catholic and those of you who are thinking about becoming Catholic, head on over to his YouTube channel. Just do a search for Taylor Marshall, and I'm sure it'll be the first thing that comes up. And you will have all sorts of great information, all sorts of your questions answered about Catholicism. He's a very intelligent man and a very good one. He also happens to be running for president of the United States. I I wish him Godspeed. He continues by saying, I'll begin by admitting that becoming Catholic is very difficult. For some, it entails losing their jobs. It can cause deep marital strain and stress. Grown children don't often understand. Friendships can be lost. It is very difficult. Anyone who tells you that entering the church is easy, the Catholic church is easy, is lying to you. Avoid that person. Even though it is difficult, I can recall a moment in which the call to Rome became secure. I was still an Episcopalian priest. I was in Rome. It was February 2nd, 2006. 
I was at Holy Mass with Pope Benedict XVI. I won't bore you with the details, but there I was. I was wearing a black cassock, and I'm sure everyone thought I was a real Catholic priest, unless, of course, they noticed my blonde, pregnant wife nearby. It was a beautiful Mass, the feast day of the purification of Mary. When it came time for Holy Communion, I was devastated. I realized that the Pope was right there in front of me, but I could not receive the Eucharist. At that moment, everything in my soul felt contorted and out of whack. I knew that I should be Catholic. I wanted to be Catholic so badly. That was it. I knew that if I did not strive to enter the Catholic Church, that I would never be happy and that I would be damned. I felt the sin of schism for the first time. In my soul, I realized that schism is just as horrid as murder, adultery, or rape. I realized schism was contrary to love and that I was part of schism. Worst of all, I felt that I was not enjoying all the gifts that Christ had given to us. When I got home to Texas, I met with the Catholic bishop. The rest is history. Look for more journey notes tomorrow. Godspeed, Taylor Marshall. It is the pearl of great price, my friends. There is nothing that should keep you from becoming Catholic because it's the church our Lord Jesus Christ founded. I've met a lot of good Protestants in my life, but they are incomplete Christians. They're holding fast to a heresy. Whether they are Baptists, Methodists, Luther, Lutheran, whatever the particular case might be, these are all heresies. And properly speaking, they're not churches. Pope Benedict XVI called them communities. There's only one church, one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And it's a teaching of the church that if you do not remain in the Catholic church or convert, when you know that Catholicism is true, you cannot be saved. So the stakes are high, my friends. The stakes are huge. Heaven or hell. What is it going to be? How will you choose? If you are away from the Catholic faith, you need to come back. If you're not Catholic, you need to convert. And as Dr. Marshall says here, it can be very difficult. He was an Anglican clergyman, quote unquote, or Episcopalian. Basically the same thing as, as far as I know. Episcopalian is just the... Uh, Americanized version of Anglicanism, the Church of England. And who started the quote-unquote Church of England? A man who wanted to commit adultery, Henry VIII. That's how Anglicanism began. And when people realize that, they usually do one of two things. They stop practicing any religion whatsoever because they realize it was just because this guy wanted to become, wanted to be an adulterer uh, and not have the Pope trouble his conscience about it. Or they look for the true religion, which is Catholicism. And the former Anglican, of course, who set out to disprove Catholicism, ended up saying to be deep in history is to cease to be a Protestant. That man, of course, was the late great saint, John Henry Cardinal Newman. When he studied the church fathers, when he studied 
what those who were close to the apostles, what they had to say. They were distinctly Catholic. He looked at that and said, hmm, what all these men are writing about, this is what the Catholic Church teaches, so I have to become a Catholic. No price too high. There was a man named Alex Jones, not the Alex Jones of uh, InfoWars fame, but um, Alex Jones, who was a uh, Protestant minister. I believe that was his uh, spiritual autobiography, No Price Too High. Because when he did his research into the Catholic Church, he found, well, this is true. I have to follow the truth wherever it leads me. And so many people, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn, foremost among them, the eminent biblical, theolo biblical theologian of Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio, and the founder of the St. Paul Institute for Biblical Theology, thought the Catholic Church should be publicly denounced. He was a Presbyterian and an ardent, ardent anti-Catholic. And now... <laughs> He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, apologists for the Catholic Church in the English-speaking world. You have to follow the truth wherever it leads you, my friends. For a lot of Protestants, especially, they get involved in various ministries, and hey, that's where their salary comes from. And when they're convicted of the truth of the Catholic faith, they face this dilemma because it's, well, I quit my job as, you know, the pastor of the Lutheran church on Main Street or the Methodist church on Center Street, what am I going to do? How am I going to put food on the table and clothes on the back of my wife and kids and a roof over their head? It's a big deal. But you need to follow Jesus wherever he wants you. And he wants you in the Catholic Church. It is the only true religion. All other religions are false. So you have to follow our Lord wherever he wants you. And he wants you in the Catholic Church. And as I've mentioned before, if you've been away from the sacraments for 10, 20, 30 years and you're Catholic, come on back. Just go to confession. Come back. We need you in this fight. The Lord needs you. And if you're not Catholic, you need to convert. Our Lord loves you more than you can possibly imagine. And he needs you as a part of his visible body here on earth, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We'll continue more with Dr. Marshall's story in the coming days. And I would like to conclude by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. And also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast if you haven't already done so, and share them far and wide. We discuss RPM rapid prompting method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. Episode 277 is an interview I do with my wonderful sister and wonderful niece. 
and episode 548 is an interview with them by a gentleman from Word on Fire, which is a Catholic uh, evangelization group headed up by Bishop Robert Barron. Just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf in terms of their being able to communicate, so RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers. Communication is a human right. There's no doubt about it. Imagine how frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate to someone what you wanted for breakfast, let alone you know what your hopes, what your dreams, what your fears are incredibly frustrating, profoundly sad to be locked in a prison of silence. RPM opens the door to that prison. And before the age of eight, we didn't even know my niece's favorite color. Now we know she is a skilled composer. She is brilliant in regards to mathematics. She even knows other languages. None of that would have been possible were it not for RPM. So please get that word out there far and wide. Share the website. Once again, it's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. And episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. And please join us again tomorrow. Goodbye and God love you.